Welcome back, Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Uh, I'm the gnarly gnome. You are joining me for some kind of journey through craft beer wonderment. Is wonderment a word? I think so, but I, I, I don't have anybody to ask because I'm by myself in the basement. I'm holed up. I am uh, recording a abbreviated episode. It's been a crazy week, to say the least, and um, I wasn't able to get out to a tap room to sit down and talk to anybody. So this is what we've got. Now, that's it's not completely solo, though. I did record from the beer fridge the other night. Um, so we get a little bit of a, a guest on the show, like, a, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. So it's not completely you just listening to me talk. We will get that a little bit. But first, I've got to thank you guys for uh, listening, subscribing, um, especially the people who tell their friends about the show. It really does make all of this possible. It makes it all worth it 100% on my end to know that you guys are out there promoting what I do, this weird thing that I do, this weird hobby, this whatever this is. Um, so thank you very, 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 very much from the bottom of my heart. I don't usually go into details about traffic and what episodes are popular, what posts are popular, things like that on the blog, on the show, any of that stuff. I don't think it really helps anyone. Uh, so I just don't go into it. I don't, I don't talk about it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't check traffic that often. Um, I don't do the things that I probably should do to kind of play the game and, and game the, the system, I guess, to try to really increase traffic the way I should, which is probably uh, a fault on my part, but I just, I, I don't do it. I just create stuff that I, I would want to have out there and I make it because I want to consume it, I guess. But with all that being said, and the point of this whole rant is that traffic on the show has really gone up a lot through all of this COVID stuff. It's it's skyrocketed, and um, I'm not going to try to understand why or how or anything, why that is what it is. But I just want to say thank you and uh, want to tell you that you are making a difference in all of this, and I appreciate you more than I can tell you just by yelling into a microphone and saying thank you over and over and over again. But that's what I'll do. However, if you want to take the next step and really dive in, you can always go to the slash support and you can contribute to this bigger picture thing, not just Sensi Brewcast or drinking with the gnome or it's, it's all of it kind of wrapped into one thing. And that 100% helps immensely and makes all of this way, way, way easier. And I know that I appreciate it more again, more than I can possibly tell you guys. So, um, if you already do that, thank you. If not, you're, you're welcome to, I guess. <laughs> if you don't want to do that, you can always go to the gnarly slash shop. And I've got hats and shirts and all kinds of fun swag stickers, all that kind of stuff on there. You can do that. And that also helps. Admittedly, I am not the smartest with setting up online stores. I don't make a lot of money off of that stuff. So it is not like I'm, uh, if you think a price is a little high, it probably is because I'm, I don't have some kind of stockpile of the stuff that I get printed. It's printed one at a time as people do it. So I don't know that long story short, everything helps and I appreciate it. Uh, very soon I'm going to be unveiling something that's much bigger that kind of ties all the sides of my life together and really kind of blurs the line between uh, who I am as the gnome, I guess, and who I am as a person and all of this stuff. It's, it's 
crazy, it's fun, and it's kind of the start of a whole new chapter in my life and, and what I do and who I am. So stay tuned for that, and um, I'll probably thank you a lot for that, too. But enough boring stuff. Let's drink some beer, and for that, I need a little bit of company. From the Beer Fridge. Danny Harold, welcome to the show. Um, hey, man, it's good to be here. I've been holed up in the basement starting this show by <laughs> myself and figured that I can't do the entire thing alone. I need to have somebody come and have a beer with me. I, hey, assume, I'm happy to step in. I assume you've got one in front of you, right? Oh, yes. I just cracked a, a Giga Coaster Lager, actually. Uh, and that is what I'm opening right now. Although I yeah. have to admit it's not my first one tonight. I had to mm-hmm. uh, try it ahead of time so I knew what I was getting into. I um, totally get it. This is a, uh, a hoppy lager, I think, is probably how I would describe it. Um, mm-hmm. I think the uh, the can just says, lager. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> what can you so this is uh starting from the top i guess we should say that this is collaboration with king's island um mm-hmm. new roller coaster this year um orion 300 feet tall first uh giga coaster at king's island obviously um tell me a little bit about the beer and then we'll kind of talk about the collaboration and everything for sure so i think the intent with this actually i don't think i know the intent with this beer was to you know, have it appeal to a wild range or a wide range of consumers. I think the big thing being that, you know, I think a craft beer lover or a light lager drinker and anyone in between can crack this beer and really enjoy it. Um, and specifically with like hot days in mind, you know, like when you're at the park um, enjoying some rides or uh, in between rides, maybe uh, enjoying dinner or lunch or waiting for the kids to get done. Uh, it's just a great beer to have. Well, and I think that it's a really good point that, you know, if you if you put hoppy lager on this, I think it might turn some people away that would actually enjoy the beer. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't know going into it that this is a pretty hoppy beer, you, you kind of fall into it and like, man, this is just really good. And like, I don't mm-hmm. know what that other flavor is going on, but man, this is really good and refreshing. And um then somebody just tells you, oh, yeah, by the way, that's those are the hops. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Pilsners in general are super, well, not, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say like they're super hoppy, but they are extremely um, hop forward. They're everything forward, but hop forward. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, too, when they uh, um, obsess over them as non-craft beer drinkers. But um, this is really, really good. It's super refreshing and and easy drinking but then still has enough going on that if you're not sitting out in the sun if you find yourself i don't know hold up in the basement recording a podcast it's right. still you can fuss over it a little bit if you want to and kind of dive into it and, and start um finding the different layers that are that are there it's a it's a really really good beer i'm definitely enjoying it it uh it's it is perfect for a uh, a king's island collaboration though because like you said it definitely works really well for sitting out in the sun and um breaking a sweat a little bit and needing something to cool down mm-hmm. we definitely had you know enjoying this at the park in mind uh when crafting the beer so uh the collaboration from the beginning was always very kind of how we operate as a company it was just a conversation you know we didn't really pitch to them anything they didn't really pitch anything to us and just sat down and had a conversation of like all right so how do we appeal to the most people but still keep it 
very nuanced and have a very creative beer. Uh, so like towing that line can be a bit difficult, but I thought our production team nailed it. Um, it's just very drinkable, very crisp. You, you brought up Pilsner's. I think it's very Pilsner-esque for sure. It reminds me a lot of um, Pivot did, which you guys mm-hmm. released kind of um, at the beginning of um, all of the chaos when it broke out around uh, um, the COVID stuff. It's That's just definitely some of my favorite marketing we've ever done for sure. It's it's such a it's such a good beer. I love that it's in sixteen ounce cans. Um, mm-hmm. I think every lager you guys release should be in sixteen ounce cans. <laughs> um, I'm forming a um, an actual petition to make sure that you okay. never can Oktoberfest in a twelve ounce can again. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know what? Uh, I, I have not criticized you guys for very much, but that is one thing I will <laughs> criticize you about. That is a major stumble. <laughs> you know what? I'll accept that one. Um, you, you know, what? it didn't even cross our mind. Um, we 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 really like doing the we call them Texas Talls, doing uh-huh. like Operation Steam, um, this one Pivot. Uh, we really like doing our you know craft loggers in the sixteen ounce. Uh, cans. Ben Ramsey, one of our brewers, uh, put it really well on our podcast when he said, you know, it's real nice when you have a lot of acreage and you less trips to the fridge. Right. Um, <laughs> so we always, I always, I loved that line so much. Um, have, yeah, we just didn't even uh, cross our minds to do 16s, but I'll have to bring that up next year for sure. It should. I can, I can understand like Bach maybe having to go in 12 ounce cans, but mm-hmm. um, Oktoberfest is just one of those beers that you just consume so many of them in a sitting. Oh, right? yeah. Um, it, it's the perfect leader beer. It doesn't get any better. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so Kings Island, you guys are how close to Kings Island? Like three, three miles. miles. Yeah, um, almost on the dot, actually. The collaboration only makes sense. And it kind of, I think it's fun to think about that conversation starting in the park. And when people are standing there ordering a beer um, to start to see an extremely local place. I mean, local, any kind of local in general at Kings Island, I'm I'm all about, but a place Mm -hmm. that is right there that, you know, that discussion can, you know, happen next to the bar and like, Oh, where's this place? Oh, it's just right down the road. And then maybe Mm -hmm. they end up stopping in after Kings Island, you know, your kids tuck her out and, um, you need to swing by and have a beer on the way home or something. Who knows? You know, (laughs) it just, it, it makes so much sense to me. Yeah, and honestly, uh, collaboration doesn't really even do it justice. I felt like, you know, the beautiful thing about this beer is that it took an army to get it done. Um, We worked hand-in-hand with the Kings Island food team, the beer buyers, the marketing team, the communications team to really figure out, you know, how to position it, uh, the naming, what we wanted on the can, the design. Uh, You know, it's, it's a bit different than our typical branding, but this one for now is going to stay in the tap room and at the parks. We were pretty cool with that. Um, my boss, Jen, did a phenomenal job with the can. I think it's so cool. Um, production team did a great job of crafting a beer. Our sales team, Brad Miser specifically, who is the sales rep for Kings Island, you know, kind of brought this to fruition, and it was his idea from the jump. Um, and then we really leaned in. They kind of leaned in as well. So it's just really cool to see so many hands and ideas and thoughts touch this beer and to have it come out as well as it did. Well, I like seeing things like this, that, that tie you guys even closer into that bigger, bigger community around you Mm -hmm. in Mason and start to, uh, um, you know, you, you guys talk a lot about the stories behind the beers 
And this does tell a story. This tells a story that I think everybody can relate to. Everybody, you know, who doesn't love roller coasters and who doesn't love Kings Island, you know, especially if you grew up in this area, you know, everybody's got these memories of Kings Island as a kid and as a teenager. um, This just immediately kind of brings you right back to that. And um, it's just a perfect beer for you guys to do. I mean, there's, you know, there have been other places that have collaborated on some kind of beers for um, Kings Island, and they've gone with, uh, with several different strategies for what that means. And I don't think anybody has done something yet that kind of nails it the way you guys have with this one. It it 100% tells you know both of those sides of the story, be it Kings Island or or Sonder. So um, very well done to. Uh, to everybody there for for knocking this one out of the park thanks man we appreciate it and uh you know it's funny you brought up you know every beer has a story that's something that we obviously stand upon but there's uh levels to that right so we have very sentimental like beer names that have to do with you know kids names or family mm-hmm. names stuff like that and then like on the other side of the spectrum like operation steam was a typo that justin put in slack that we all made fun of him for and then ended up being a beard, you know, and this like falls somewhere in the middle, right. Where, right. you know, we're celebrating something that's super cool and something that Kings Island put a lot of time, sweat, tears, money into, and we're able to do our part in helping them celebrate a little bit and get them something very unique for the park. Uh, it's just a really cool opportunity. I've been saying that it's the collab that no one knew they needed, right? <laughs> like we collaborated with a, roller coaster like when does that ever happen <laughs> well and you know i uh, the fact that it's called giga coaster and not just like orion which i i guess mm-hmm. I, I i assume king's island probably wouldn't have wanted a beer with the same name as the roller coaster anyways uh but, nasa actually has that, something to say about that that's hilarious uh, you don't you don't f with nasa so <laughs> um, we uh we just rolled with giga coaster it was not uh not something that we even wanted to but fathom i, I like that too done, though you know but right. I like I like the idea that it does. It's there's a story behind that too. Like there's how many people know what a giga coaster is at this point, you mm-hmm. know? And, and it's like to start to, again, start to tell that story and start to create conversations around the beers that people are drinking. Um, it's just so fun. It is so much fun, and it really is giving me all kinds of. Um, uh, fear of missing out right now of not being at Kings Island. <laughs> Dude, the ride is so much fun too. Uh, so funny story, actually. Uh, I've been having a blast hunt this last couple of days. But um, so I have a person that I've been in contact with. Um, you know, he we kind of do the same thing for each other. You know, he facilitates his team, and I kind of do the same for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were coordinating. We actually canned the beer this morning, so you're having an incredibly fresh beer. Um, so we, we were coordinating, you know, making sure that the marketing team could come in and get some like photos and videos and the, of the canning and the tap room. And then the food team wanted to come in some of the beer buyers, the chefs, since they're using the beer as well. So we were kind of coordinating that and, you know, I kind of threw it out there. I was like, Hey, like, I'd love to come to the park, take some pictures. Please let me know at your convenience when I can do that. Um, I figured the worst thing they can do is say no. Right. Right. So, but, you know, he ended up being super gracious about it. He's like, yep, come on whenever. Um, we'll get you in. We'll take you to wherever you need to go. And it ended up being nice, too, because their marketing team tagged along and got some really good shots as well. 
Um, so I was leaving to go to Kings Island from work and you know, I was kind of talking to some of my coworkers and I was like, you know, like, I really want to ride this ride. Like, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't been on it yet. Um, I like roller coasters. I grew up like 45 minutes away from Cedar Point. We used to go, you know, like 20, 30 times a summer. So I'm a big roller coaster guy. Um, I was like, I don't want to be the dude that asked, but like same scenario though. Like the worst thing you can do is say no, right? <laughs> so, I feel like I really need to ride this just to understand, to tell the story, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we're walking up to the roller coaster and he asked me like, Hey, like, have you ridden it yet? I said, no, like, I haven't I've been to the park since you guys opened up yet. Like I don't want to. And he's like, oh yeah, we'll get you on. Like, <laughs> not, like so casual. And like after we're done taking pictures, he takes me up the exit line, throws me on the front row by myself. It was awesome. The ride That's was great. so much fun. Yeah. It's such a good addition to the park though. We've got some, mm-hmm. uh, some really, really great rides there. And uh, I just, you know, I can't wait for my kids to start getting a little bit bigger so we can get on mm-hmm. some of that stuff again. You know, I'm, oh, yeah, for I'm sure. stuck on my that. Dad, like, my dad like dragged me onto my first roller coaster. It was the Millennium at Cedar Point. I was like twelve, maybe. Uh-huh. I like cried the whole time, and then like begged <laughs> to go on it again afterwards. You know, yeah. It was like the like ice shattering. Like once you do the first one, you're like hooked. My uh, my first big roller coaster experience was at Kings Island uh, Vortex when Vortex was around, mm. and um, okay. waiting in line for that, not knowing what I was waiting in line for, getting mm-hmm. up to it and realizing that this was that roller coaster and like the mm. terror, <laughs> like getting on there, and then right. you know it, it takes you know just that first hill and you there's something that just like like a, getting bit by a bug, you know you're just you're infected and you can't um, you, you can't get it out of you then afterwards, and I still. Like it's um, going to a place like Kings Island now has taken on a whole other level of fun. You know, you still have that, you know, being like a kid again, riding rides. But then, you know, now just to to grab a seat right along International Street there and get a beer mm-hmm. and just sit there and kind of people watch and kind of right. have the, the music and like the whole atmosphere of Kings Island takes on this whole other thing now as an adult and. Um, watching your kids ride stuff you know my kid will just i always call it the scooby zoom i don't know that's what it's called Mm -hmm. anymore top cat or i don't even know what that's it i don't think that's the little little itty bitty roller coaster and she'll just go on it over and over and over again oh yeah it doesn't get old for them that's awesome (laughs) so what takes me back is um that feeling when you're going up that first hill and it's so slow and you do the like quick check, like just to make sure that like, you are <laughs> tucked into the ride. It's like, checking the thing like nine thing, times. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like you feel so secure, but you got to give yourself the like one, like, all right, yeah, we're actually good. <laughs> well, um, th- I, I appreciate that this beer is able to, uh, to make me feel um, a little bit of that, you know, here sitting in the basement. So. <laughs> Those are the best kind of beers, right? Whether it really it's is. you know, whether it's you know that beer makes you think of the first time you had it, or like when you had it at a special event, or a very unique circumstance where this makes you think of those Kings Island memories. Like that's what we're going for, man. And you know, when you can relate to a beer or have a beer inflict a special kind of feeling, it doesn't get any better than that. Like no level of marketing will ever compete with a beer that gives you a special feeling. You know. That's a perfect way to put it. It, uh, um, every beer really does tell some kind of story. It tells mm-hmm. something for somebody, and, and like um, every beer is important to someone, right? That's what I always think about. It's like, you know, maybe this beer that you're not very familiar with is like 
the brewer's favorite beer or something like that. You know, it's like this beer is important to someone most likely. Yeah. But. Yeah. It, um, it, it's a big responsibility <laughs> yeah. when you're, when you talk about you guys having a brewery, you're creating, um, those things for people every single day. Hopefully. Um, well, you are. I mean, that's every single day. You, you walk in that tap room on any given day and just start looking around from table to table, and there's people creating mm-hmm. some kind of memory around this experience of sitting around having beers with each other. And that's kind of that's what it's all about. Well, yeah. I appreciate you taking a few minutes to, uh, to sit down and have a beer with me. Yeah, man, it was great, even uh, over the phone, even though I did see you today, actually. <laughs> yeah, stop it and buy the beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, I, like I said, I appreciate it, and uh, one of these days we'll get to sit down and have a beer together again. So. For sure. I can't wait. See ya. Bye. That was fun. So, I don't have a real, uh, I'm making air quotes, I know you can't see me, but I don't have a real show for you today. I don't have some big interview or a big topic that needs covered. Um, Sure, there's plenty of releases that we could talk about, which you can find over on the blog at thegnarlygnome.com. There's plenty of fun news stories. That's kind of what Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff are for. So instead, when I was kind of putting this together and trying to figure out how exactly I was going to figure this out, um, I noticed that both AB InBev and Molson Coors announced their earnings for quarter two. And I thought that would be fun to kind of look into and see what's going on with them. Surprise, they are both down. Um, Coors is down 15%, around 15%. AB is down 17%. The reasons, uh, I mean, it's it's obvious what the reasons are. They go into a lot of detail. Um, you can read both of those articles on, on Brewbound, but um, they blame... Uh, the, they don't go right out and say they're blaming COVID. They they blame um, the fact that draft sales tanked, um, aluminum can demand is through the roof, and they have supply chain issues based off of that. Uh, that that's kind of where they push their blame. But I don't really care about that. Everybody knows that sales have been down and that things have been and rough, and it's hard to find cans. And that's all stuff that we know, right? So when you really start to dig into it though, the um, the really I don't know if it's fun or not. I guess it depends on your stance on all of it, but um their seltzer sales are still doing incredible. So Bud Light Seltzer is up 600%, uh, which is already double the what I will call staggering 300% growth of that category. Meanwhile, Coors has the seventh most most popular seltzer, which is called Vizzy, which I have not tried yet. It's on my list, which is a whole different hold. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, and they're also prepping to launch a new brand, which is Coors Seltzer, that's going to use some kind of a partnership with water conservation and something like that, trying to figure out a way to capture this other side of the market, which Oscar Blues has done incredible with. They partnered up with kind of the same idea. Um, it, seltzer, you. You can't ignore it anymore. You can so on if you jump over to the website, you go to the gnarlygnome.com slash seltzer. I'm giving you a lot of URLs today. I'm sorry. Um on there I've got all of our local places that produce seltzer, and there's gonna be a ton of more content um coming in the near future. Not just about seltzer, but that's what we're talking about. You can you can get some more information that's coming soon about all of that. Uh, there's going to be a lot, but just uh, just remember that website, thenarlydome.com slash seltzer. And um, 
there's we'll do uh some tasting notes and all kinds of stuff although it's really hard to do tasting notes on seltzer it's fizzy clean fruity that's <laughs> pretty much how they all are um i am also working on a massive massive seltzer show where we're going to drink a ton of them um and really kind of talk about seltzer and why this is all happening and and that kind of thing so pay attention to that that'll be on the other show that i do called drinking with the gnome um pay attention it's gonna be fun uh hopefully i'll get it done in the near future but the point is that we can't ignore it anymore be it seltzer or low abv or non-alcoholic beer low calorie beers like all of this this stuff has become extremely popular it's still growing and it really is important to the bigger picture of what cincinnati craft is and what it's become and what it's going to become this this industry is changing and um we got to pay attention to it so for example athletic brewing company which makes a non-alcoholic beer they're in the middle of building a new production brewery mark anthony brands which is white claw is opening two production spaces this year you've you've seen locally with sam adams dumping 80 something million dollars into the cincinnati brewery which i hate to break it to you is so they can brew more truly this this category is still growing and we haven't even we haven't even scratched the surface of it yet and uh we gotta watch it and we gotta talk about it and we gotta uh, i think you gotta drink it and know what it is and uh we are going to do that even more we'll talk about this stuff plenty i promise uh, we're not even close to being done with this topic of how beer is changing, how the the lines between beverages keep blurring together. There's certainly plenty of it happening in Cincinnati. We touched on it last week with uh, Fig Leaf and March 1st. The, they're making every kind of beverage that you can think of under the sun there. And um, it, it's important. It really, really is important. Next week. Next week, we're going to talk to Nine Giant. They are finally getting close to their expansion space, which has uh, been much, much needed since they opened their doors back in 2016. Uh, I've been trying to sit down and get a show to talk about it with them for a very long time. And I'm glad to finally, hopefully, I guess it's not nailed down as of me recording this, but hopefully it will be by uh, by tomorrow. I'll have a, a date set to record that and we'll, uh, we'll be making that happen next week. So hopefully that's next week's episode. If not, it's coming soon. Um, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your continued support of all that I do. Um, no matter what, if you're, it doesn't matter if you're a brewery owner, if you work in a brewery, or if you just like to drink a beer from time to time, this show is 100% for you. When I, so every week I say that Cincy Brewcast is the voice of Cincy Craft and, and it's a fun little tagline and everything, but I hope that you actually understand what that means. Uh, it's not me that's the voice of Sensi Craft. It's not even really the show that is the voice of Sensi Craft. It's it's you. Without you, there is no gnome. There is no Sensi Brewcast. There is no drinking with the gnome. There's certainly no Prost or Weekly Pint or any of that stuff that I do. None of that exists without you. Um, I don't know what the heck I would be doing with my free time. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I love you very much. You guys are the reason that I do this, so thank you. And we will see you next week. I'm the Gnarly Gnome, and this is Sensei Brewcast, the voice of Sensei